Hey everybody, it's Ginger. This is chatting with Chap. Good to have you here today. Well, I'm D-less again. You can see I'm back with my sewing machine. You saw it last week. So we're back at my sewing machine by my little window. And um, we're going to be talking about goals and prayer today. So I'm so glad you're here with me checking things out. Um, so it's August. Like, how did that happen? Did that sneak up on you? Well, it actually didn't sneak up on me. I was really aware that it was August, but my summer has been a crazy whirlwind. So I am actually looking forward to school starting and getting a routine and um, being into that regularity. I think it's good. It's good for the kids, too. So we actually did start. We started on Monday. So this is day three. And it's going well for us. You know, it's always bumpy when you get started. It's kind of like, oh, you know, the routine. But my kids, I think they were ready because it's actually been going really well. So um So that's where we're at, and this year for us brings some new experiences. I have my first dual and fully dual enrolled child. My my oldest is a senior this year, so he is doing dual enrollment at the local college. So um, we're excited about that. So that's going to bring some change. And then I have four that are going to be homeschooled at home with me that are quote unquote officially being homeschooled. And then my little guy on the end who has a December birthday. What do you do with a December birthday? wacky so like he's kind of doing stuff but not really you know so that's where we're at with number six so we'll see how that goes this year so um the good news that i want to share with you about that compulsory age change legislation that happened uh, a few weeks ago end of june is that the age change for the six-year-olds to have to um file will actually not take place until the 2020 to 2021 school year. So this year, you can stick with what you're doing regular, nothing changes, and we're working on getting um, some legislation in there so that they can have an exemption for us. So I'm asking you, if you could, go ahead and give a call to your legislator and say, you know what, that law change you did at the end of June, and it affects homeschoolers and lowering compulsory age. That was just really not cool. So... Um, you share with them that you're feeling about that and that you'd really like to have an exemption for homeschoolers. And that would be a great help to us and what we're trying to do and accomplish in our state legislature there. So I thank you for that. So on to topic goals. Are you good at setting goals? Do you have goals for your homeschool? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought, wow, I should maybe sit down and have goals for my homeschool? Um, It's actually important to make goals. It kind of seems like, yeah, well, my goal is to teach my kids school. Okay, well, then write that down as your goal. So it's good to do that. However, um, someday you're going to need a really solid goal for why it is your passion is to homeschool your kids because there's going to be a day or a week or a month or even a year that really challenges you to the core. I mean, you're going to see that little yellow bus driving by outside on the street and you're going to go, oh, little yellow bus, <laughs> please stop at my house. I've been there. I've done it. I have done it. The bus stop here is right outside my front porch. So um, it is very tempting. It is very tempting. So what is it that's going to keep you homeschooling when it gets really hard? Why are you homeschooling? What is your goal? So this, again, it's going to be different for everyone, right? So not everyone is homeschooling for the same reason. They may be similar. There's always going to be a little bit of a different flair for each family. So um, again, it's not a time to compare your goal with someone else's goal. So, you know, we talk about comparing a lot. Is there really ever a time to compare anything? 
No, no, there really isn't. There's really not a time that we should be comparing. Um, if anything, we look to Jesus and see how we're measuring up to Jesus. But other than that, we are not to compare with each other because it's just not healthy. And each family and person is unique. So all of your goals and reasons for doing everything are going to be different. So keep that in mind and be encouraged by that. So what makes your homeschool tick? What is your passion for homeschooling fueled by? This is your core goal. There can be many secondary goals, many layers, like you can have your primary goal there is the bullseye in the middle, and then you have little consecutive rings of, of other layers of goals. You have your main core goal, and then the next most important, you know, maybe one or two there, and then the next out, and then you get the fringe stuff and all that for homeschooling. But um, there's different different layers there. So that, that inner core goal, that bullseye on your goal chart is what's going to keep you going when the whole rest of the world falls apart. Okay, when you're like, I just can't do this anymore. I just cannot do this anymore. So that is the goal you look to. That is the goal that um, you remind yourself of. So you take that goal and write it down or make wall art out of it or some kind of picture or, or in your mom's schedule folder. You make a picture and put it in there so you can remind yourself of what your core goal is so you can get your mind refocused um, on those days when you're just like totally, totally frazzled. Um, and some of those, some of those days will be hard. You might actually need to go up into your bedroom and take a break and be like, kids, you know what? Take the afternoon to yourself and figure it out or teach each other or whatever, because I need a break. And that, that's happened to me and it's okay. It's okay. But on those days too, um, doesn't mean you necessarily throw in the towel. You can say, you know what? No, but this is my goal. And this is what's going to, this is what's going to keep me pushing forward, um, in our homeschool. So isn't it really important? So, and it may be hard to pinpoint this main goal. It could require lots of discussion with your husband, lots of prayer, lots of meditation, um, just some quiet time thinking over what it is that um, motivates you in that way. So Steve and I had long discussions. We did a lot of drawing. I'm a visual person, so we drew a lot of bullseyes and made lists and things like that until we figured out what was working for us. So our core goal personally is to raise our children to love Jesus and to follow him in everything, every single nook and cranny of their life. That's what we're trying to teach them to um, just put him first everywhere. So and that main goal hasn't changed for us, but some of our fringe goals have changed. And actually, I think it's probably time for Steve and I to revisit our goals and to um, look over those things again and see if we need to adjust how we do things with our kids or how we're functioning with our homeschool. So it's a good idea to revisit things. Um, and always keep those goals somewhere where you can find them pretty easily. So besides goal setting, it's another great idea to pray over your homeschool. So I know it's, it's good to pray over curriculum. What curriculum should I use? What's the best thing? That's great. And it's good to pray to be thinking, God, guide me and show me what it is that you want me to do with my kids this year. It's good to pray at the end and say, thank you, Lord, for taking us through this year. It's been quite the year. Um, but there's so many other the little things you could be praying over, too. Those big things are really important. It's also important to pray over each of your kids, like individually. What does this child need? What does this child need? Show me how I can work with this child. And we all have different learning styles. Your kids have different learning styles. And you have a different teaching style. And they have their own growth pattern. So um, it's good to pray for clarity for what your child's learning pattern is, what their growth is, what they need to be doing so that you can best teach them. So asking God's guidance for that is really going to help you. It's really going to help them too because it's going to make learning more enjoyable. 
So um, there's you can also pray about putting down your preferred teaching style. Well, I like to do it like this, and I like my schedule to be like this, and this is how I want it to be. And I know we just we just love to organize our days, and we love to have it pit-pat, and we know what to expect. But sometimes that just doesn't work. Either things are happening in your schedule, and you just can't make that happen, or it just doesn't work with how your kids are learning. So it's important to be able to pray over that and to be able to give up what it is, how it is that you really want to run your homeschool and see how it is that God really needs you to run your homeschool so that your kids can learn best or your kids can grow best. It's my M9 about learning. It might be about character growth and stuff like that. So God can teach us a lot through this process of learning, both for our kids and for us. So um, I mentioned character growth. So much character growth can happen when you're learning to study. The kids, reluctant learners, I had some kids who really didn't like it, but it teaches perseverance it teaches to do a, a good job even when you don't necessarily feel like doing a job, a good job. So to, to work hard and try to grow yourself and your character through through your studies is just as important as the learning part. So laying your homeschool at the feet of Jesus, it invites him to come in and guide us through every single moment, every moment of the school year, the good, the bad and the ugly. So homeschool can be a heavy load. It really can be a heavy load. But if you lay it at Jesus' feet and you take on his yoke, it will be a lighter burden because he will be walking with you and he will be showing you the way. And it makes it easier that way. So we do have a beautiful Savior who loves you and cares about you and your family and what's going on in your family. So rest in that truth. As you gear up for another year of school, he's got it. He's got you. He loves your kids. He loves you. And he knows what is best for you. So come to him. Ask him for help. You won't regret it. So next year, next year, next week, with Chat in my Chat, we're going to have a guest on. Her name is Bonnie Griner. If you were at convention, you might have gone to one of her sessions. She's been a homeschooler forever and an evaluator. And she's going to come on split screen with D and I. And we're going to talk about some things about how to prepare for the homeschool year, it could be your, your house or your spirit or all that kind of stuff. She's going to talk with us a little bit about that next week. But here's the kicker, everybody. It's not going to be live at 1 because Bonnie is um, a hospital chaplain, so she's not available at 1 o'clock on Wednesday. So I'm just going to come on next Wednesday and give you a little, hey, reminder, we're only going to be on at 4. So at 4 o'clock next Wednesday, we'll be on with Bonnie. And uh, she's going to chat with us on how to get prepared for our school year. So I thank all of you for tuning in. It was good to chat with you today. This is the last week I'll be alone. We'll be back with Dee next week and Bonnie Griner as our special guest. So have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the summer and enjoy getting ready to gear up for your school. Okay, see you later. Bye.